general shit that you shouldn't be letting your kids intake. Be advised, viewer discretion is recommended. Proceed at your own risk. You've been warned.
be the very best like no one ever would. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of appropriate ages, to another fucked up camera edition of the I'm No Joe podcast, the show where every armchair quarterback can skits his camera out and feel like Eddie Bravo. Today, like most days, I have got a glorious panel here with me to break down, get into the shit talking and shenanigan and all of the fun things in the world of Punchy Kiki that has come down the pipeline since we saw you wonderful folks last. Uh, obviously, first and foremost, uh, if you or anyone in the room with you while watching the video version of this podcast is epileptic or has sensitivity to flashing lights, please be warned my camera is freaking the fuck out once again, despite it working perfectly fine all of TJ's show last night with no issues. Yay me, because that's how luck goes sometimes. But forward we push regardless. So before we get into all these shit talking and shenaniganry that we have got to look forward to in the line of this week. UFC 283. How the fuck are you gentlemen doing this evening? Absolutely fan fucking tastic. <laughs> Not bad. Good to be back in the chair. Yeah, yeah. Doing pretty fucking good myself. I mean, shit, we got good fights this weekend. Mm-hmm. I got some I got some good news myself. We'll talk about later. Fucking excited. Yeah. Gonna be a decent weekend, man. So, uh, obviously, my my camera is freaking the fuck out, hence I put the uh, TV frame on it, so at least it'll be somewhat entertaining for you this evening, but we are going to push on regardless. Uh, so, that being said, we are going to start this the way we like to start things around here with some news and recent events. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about real quick here, just briefly, because uh, we are not doing recap shows, at least not for season eight. We're trying out a new thing. Instead of doing the What Did I Say show on Sunday nights, uh, we are reacting in real time on YouTube shorts here on the I'm No Joe channel. If you click over on the shorts tab, you can see our videos get uploaded in real time when crazy shit happens during the fight. We're just going to give you a live in that moment reaction to it instead of doing a whole Sunday show. So uh, we do have a couple up from last weekend's Insanity. I encourage you to go check that out. But one thing we didn't get to talk about because we didn't do a recap show was that the Sajir Eubanks versus Priscilla Cachuera fight was officially called off Friday morning because of quote unquote weight management issues it'd be easier if you could see me but my camera's freaking out so i said the quotes um that being said um literally one of the things that i coached the clown puncher about last week when he was asking about shitty fights was keep an eye out for you banks she's got a hard time making weight and you know towing the fucking line when it counts and go fucking figure guess what happened the next fucking morning so uh, I wish I could say I feel bad for her, but I don't really feel bad for either one of those ladies in that situation. So fuck them both when we want. Uh, the biggest news, I think, of last weekend, kind of a, a combination, what the fuck, oh shit, oh damn, it broke the internet, kind of all at once thing happened. Um, we got a dump truck backed up all at once via, uh, I, I don't even know the best way to describe it. I think the most accurate way to describe it is the internet was broken last weekend because of an intern that worked at T-Mobile Arena. Um, someone who was privy to information they were not privy to release yet put the promo poster on the outgoing LED billboard of the T-Mobile Arena last weekend 
for UFC 285 March 4th headline by none other than John Jones versus Cyril Gunn for the heavyweight title of the UFC. Um, we subsequently got confirmation directly from Dana White himself. Uh, Francis Ngannou has been released from the UFC. Match period waived. He is 100% a free agent as of right now and can sign anywhere or do anything he wants to. Uh, that being said, John Jones versus Cyril Gon is headlining UFC 285 March 4th at the T-Mobile Arena for the now vacant heavyweight belt of the UFC. You know, Cyril Gon couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Right. I, I <laughs> very much agree. Yeah, I still remember whenever uh, we were watching the fights last weekend, you know, on Saturday and then I'm um, just scrolling around on Instagram. I see Bilal Muhammad post that little picture. I yep. send it to the group chat, and then we all start going crazy. You you went looked up some of those news sources talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still kind of reeling about it. It's, I think the crazier thing is Francis was released. Yeah. Like, but, so but I'm not super familiar with this. I'm not super familiar It's overshadowed because we are fight fans, and it's – <laughs> like as soon as I heard about this fight, like Cyril versus John, I was right. more excited. I'm more excited for the. I don't know why, really, because like I <laughs> feel like Francis had the knockout power. Cyril doesn't necessarily have, but Cyril Cyril is such an athlete. He's so technical. This is going to be an unbelievable fight if John's anything like he was a few years ago, like right. or better, right? Because he was getting a little lazy with it before he took this time to try to move up. I'm excited. Yeah, and this, this is, is supposed finish. to be the quote-unquote heavyweight debut of John Jones. That's literally been three years in the making, and he returns now for an immediate title shot at the belt. I mean, I hate John Jones as a person, but I'm excited for like his return. I, I'm excited for his fight. <laughs> I, I have know, to, John Jones hasn't. John Jones really hasn't excited me in, in what, a while, five six years now. <laughs> Yeah. But if he beats Cyril Gunn, wins the heavyweight championship, and then if they make him fight Stipe after the fact, he beats Stipe. Yeah, I'd be impressed. Right. I I just kind of want to see Cyril Gunn go like full like full Bane. Yeah, yeah, the true fight like fight fan. He still wants that. Yeah. Like you just want to see John Jones get the shit right. beat out of him, but. Same time, it's like Tom Brady. I guess you gotta respect it if John comes back. I don't respect John Jones in the least. In the least. Yeah, as a human being, (laughs) as a human being, definitely not. As a fighter, yeah, respect what he's done in the cage. But human being wise, he's been kind of a scumbag. Now, when you first sent that through our group, I looked at it and I was the first person to go, "That's some good fucking." uh, that's good fucking shit that they set up there to make it look like it's gonna happen. I'm like, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, we thought it was bullshit at first, and then meet her fucking find some actual news sources. You're like, holy fucking shit! Like, wait I had a to minute. promptly renege previous said statement in a quick right. fucking hurry, and then go. One, why is, why did I? I understand why DOC did it, but still, why did they make that fight? Yep. I would have much rather have seen. Fucking Stipe 
and gone for the title. That's part of the interesting unfolding that's come out since then is that once they announced this was official, Stipe came out and said, title goes on the line March 4th, question mark. Sounds good to me. I call winner in July. And then we found out that the original matchup that the UFC wanted was John versus Francis and Cyril versus Stipe on the same card. And neither one of those fights would work out. And now we've got John versus Cyril. Francis is gone. And it looks like Stipe is realistically probably next in line for whoever comes away March 4th with that belt. Yeah. What I'm hoping they do is I'm hoping they put big, another set of big boys on there. Right. Specific big, one of the big boys I would like to see on there, Curtis Blades. Right. Yep. That fucking Russian bastard. What's his guy? Yes, that's one. Fucking those two. Let them fucking let those two run it and fucking be next up in line. Because to be honest, I think that'd be a fucking great matchup. Yeah, I would definitely be in, in for that as well. Yeah, Curtis uh, Blades, he's like Benil Dariush too, man. He's like slept on perpetually right there. Yeah. Or Anthony Smith right now, the light heavyweight. There's so many people that are right. like just getting snubbed. Well, yeah. and as of this afternoon, we got the other shoe, as it were, dropping on the 285 news in the confirmation that the looks like as of right now prospectively the co-main event to jones versus gone for the heavyweight belt will be none other than valentina shevchenko versus alexa grasso for the ladies strawweight belt at ufc 285 so the march 4th card is fucking stacked as the kids say um the other half of the big announcement that came out over the weekend, though, was the other of the two crazy pay-per-views we're getting in March. Uh, UFC 286 taking place March 18th from London. Uh, we got a pair of gigantic announcements for 286. The prospective right now headliner, the rematch, Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman 3 officially goes down. Uh, and what they are calling prospectively as of right now, the co-main event, signed, sealed, and delivered, Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fiziev. That, just that main and co-main event, you can throw all the British soup cans you want on that fucking card. I don't even care. I'm still watching. I'm sad, though. I heard this week we would have gotten a different co-main event and we would have had that Fiziev and uh, Gaethje, like, be the people's main event. Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway, I heard, was supposed to be the co-main, but Arnold yeah. Allen popped his rib or whatever, so he had to yeah. decline the fight for now. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that would have been unbelievable, in my opinion. Like, right. just to have that fight on there too, Arnold Allen, Max. Ooh. I will say this: it's it's no Arnold Allen replacement fight, but we did, as of literally just this afternoon, get official confirmation for another fight added to that UFC 286 card in London in the form of Gunnar Nelson getting back into the cage, taking on D. Rod Daniel Rodriguez. I'm all about that fucking fight as well. 
Oh yeah, that that ought to shape up to be a really nice fucking brawl. Yeah, that's got all kinds of fun written on it, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so next one we've got here. Uh, the March 11th card, which they just announced in between those two pay-per-views, is in Las Vegas, but is not at the Apex or the T-Mobile Arena. It is taking place in the theater room at the Virgin Hotel in Las Vegas. And the main event has officially been confirmed in the form of Piotr Jan versus Marab Dvalishvili. That is going to be a great fucking fight, and I'm very curious to see how the UFC handles their first time in a essentially brand new location in the Virgin Hotel. It's going to be interesting. The fight itself has fucking fireworks all over it, too. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, Jan can uh, get himself back on track now. I think this is kind of Jan's shit or get off the pot moment in terms of, of title contention. If he, if he gets, you know, worked by Marab, he's he's out of that conversation, in my opinion. But on the other side of that, if he makes light work of Marab, you, you can't fucking overlook him anymore. Like, he's there. He's got to get the next one. Yeah. Although, I mean, with the uh, Vera and fucking Sandhagen fight coming up, it's like, Vera could easily skip over the both of them. Right. Well, and that's the thing is you got to put in a big performance if you want to stay fucking relevant right now with so many big fights like that, you know? Oh, yeah. That's that a- right, Crazy <laughs> Diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, until they it- set up the title fight with that division, I feel like uh, the biggest moment out of the couple other fights they've got set up right now, you know, push the other up. Like if Sandhagen somehow beats Cheeto in a fantastic situation, like knocks him out, right? He puts Sandhagen back up there. Yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of fun at 35 right now. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. Um, so the next one we've got here, excuse me, uh, April 8th, UFC 287, uh, location currently to be determined as of right now. Um, an interesting matchup added to it that I feel everybody should be aware of the return of the karate hottie, Michelle Waterson Gomez versus Luana Pinheiro. Very, very interesting matchup. Another one that kind of feels like realistically with as long as she's been on the shelf and as many, almost as we've had, this might be Waterson Gomez's last big hurrah attempt because Pinheiro is not really much of a name for anybody to recognize and they generally don't throw their bigger names like the Karate Hottie at nobodies for very long. I don't know. No, that's usually that tall tale sign that you're on the fucking fairway 18 walking towards the green. Yeah, the ice underneath is getting real fucking thin. The weather's pretty fucking warm. Yeah, and with such a sport as Michelle Waterson's been over the years, I mean, she just might be, might be, hey, here. Here's a here's a couple fun ones for you, and then when you're ready, just because I don't I don't see her getting back in title contention or anything. No, she's just, she's just a name at this point. Yeah, and so. and it, with them throwing somebody like Pinero at her, that that name value is starting to lose a bit, a little bit of that ring. I feel like still so one of the best gonna... nicknames ever. 
Fuck yeah, absolutely. And one of the best fucking weigh-in fucking face-offs ever as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be mad at that fucking karate hottie and page dance-off at the fucking weigh-ins, man. That's <laughs> that's iconic unto itself. But, you know, it, it is it is a fight game. So in order to get to do the fun shit at the weigh-offs, you also have to be able to then fight. And that's the part where Waterson Gomez seems to unfortunately be starting to struggle a little bit. So we'll... Definitely have to keep an eye on that and see how things play out as we get a little closer to April. I'd say, how old is Michelle Watterson at this point? I want to say she's 38 or 39. She's approaching 40. I was going to say, quickly. she's got to be closing in on the hill. Yeah, she's she's approaching pretty fucking quickly. Uh, how fuck old is she? Uh, I know she started young and she's been around for quite a while. Forever, so. yeah. But... God damn it, why can't I not remember her fucking age? It's what Google's for. <laughs> She's 36. 36? 36. Yeah. Google yeah. flu, thank God. For a she lady fighter. Started at like that's, 16, that's pretty damn old for a lady fighter. Yeah, she's literally been doing it for like 20 fucking years now. So, yeah, we're we're getting about to that point, sadly. I don't know. We'll have to watch. Mm-hmm. It's all right. They all got to go sometime, you know. Like we always say, we'd rather see them leave with their faculties still intact rather, right, rather no than shit. fucking going out on a stretcher or with the goddamn shakes. No shit. Yep. So, moving along from there, uh, we got an interesting announcement confirmed just this afternoon for the following week, the April 15th card. Uh, again, location to be determined as of right now. Um, but the fight. Oh, it's it's a good one, boys and girls. Uh, Billy Quarantillo, not Quarantillo. He corrected everyone. It is pronounced phonetically. Quarantillo got his wish. The UFC did something they rarely ever do, and they actually gave him exactly what the fuck he asked for. And they made the fight with Edson Barbosa for April 15th. That's going to be a fucking great matchup. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that because I mean, Bar- Barboza brings out the best in anybody he fights. Yes, so it's gonna be gonna be a good one. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that one. That one's gonna be fucking great. Um, next one here, the following week, uh, April 22nd. Again, surprise, surprise. Location to be determined as of right now. Um, a very interesting fight over on the ladies' side of the house. Uh, Carol Hosa is officially moving up to featherweight to take on Norma Dumont at 145 pounds. That, I believe, makes seven women once again in the featherweight division. They almost have enough to make rankings. I, they just need to do away with that fucking belt and get and do re, remove the division or do the right thing and get enough girls on board to have a division. Right. And especially in this situation, because Carol Hosa is not going, she's not moving up because she's run out of fights at 35 by any stretch. Uh, she can't hack it at 35, which is essentially the last bastion because those six girls are only going to be able to hold featherweight open for so fucking long. Once Amanda decides she hangs it up and that makes five, or I guess now back down to six, 
uh, the UFC is really not that interested in this division. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know if this was such a bright, bright idea, a uh, bold strategy cotton. We'll, we'll see how it plays out for her. Uh, next interesting one I've got here, May 12th, Bellator returns to Paris and boy, have they got a neat one to headline that fucking card, in my opinion. Gegard Mousasi versus Fabian Edwards. That's a fun fucking scrap. Anyway, you fucking slice it. And then you put it in fucking Paris. Man, that, that's got all sorts of interest all over it for me. Uh, pair of announcements... I guess it's a trio of announcements started last week and officially uh, capped off this afternoon. Uh, firstly, uh, Jeff Molina has officially been suspended and barred from any promotional events from the UFC until the completion of the James Krause investigation for, and I quote being linked in some substantial way End quote to the entire James Krause situation. Um, that comes paired with the announcement this afternoon that the UFC has officially partnered with the company U.S. Integrity, the ones that originally found the issue with the James Krause betting situation and brought those flags up to everyone's attention. Um, they are officially partnering with the UFC to monitor going forward the new changes to the code of conduct the UFC updated today, including any one third party connectable to any employee of the UFC in any way, shape or form. They are getting six degrees of Kevin Bacon serious about this. You cannot in any way be connected to anyone, which is the way it should have always fucking been. If you play in a fucking sport, you shouldn't be able to bet on that sport period not in any connection to it nfl guys have fun betting on ufc ufc guys have fun betting on nfl nfl guys don't bet on nfl ufc guys shouldn't bet on ufc that's just how it should be fucking done um hopefully this will help start us in that direction i think at this point most professional sports you cannot wager on professional sports period right yeah, and I'm, relati I'm relatively sport. sure that's the case in the majority of leagues out there. For, for most I, of them, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, with what the UFC put out, they're now not allowed to wager on any professional sport as well. To I, I, baseball, football, fucking okay, so water polo, whatever. Yeah, the any any is. professional sports betting, I believe, is how they said it. Yeah. I mean, ask ask Michael Jordan why he took two years off. Right. Yeah. Ask Pete Rose why he's not in the fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, yeah, we we can go deep on that shit, but it if, oh. if you're gonna set rules, stand fucking by them. So hopefully, yeah, I, this, if this you sees got a some... gambling problem, get the fuck out of MMA. Exactly. So hopefully, this sees some continuity. Or just play fucking blackjack. Yeah. Some hopefully this sees some continuity to that code of conduct upgrades and enforcement, but we'll we'll see how that enforcement actually shakes loose. Um. But the, the third part of this trilogy of announcements to the James Krause situation, once the UFC officially announced it was partnering with U.S. Integrity and it had officially announced the changes to its code of conduct, the Ontario Athletic Commission officially re-allowed 
all sports betting involving the UFC. Um, they have officially pulled all of their bands. Uh, Alberta has limited bands in place. Ontario has pulled all of their bands. It looks to be like Alberta will probably pull the rest of theirs now that Ontario is full back on board. Um, but they said specifically this is directly in regards to and in reaction to the changes made to the code of conduct by the UFC and then partnering with U.S. Integrity to going forward be monitoring sports betting specifically in regards to the UFC's action to try and keep a James Krause potential alleged situation from ever happening again. I don't like that it had to get this fucking far, but... I'm happy to see this one isn't getting swept underneath the fucking rug. Unfortunately, um, that brings me to the last piece of news that I've got this evening uh, in confirmation of things are getting swept under the fucking rug. Um, we once again this week got official confirmation that despite there being video evidence of dana white slapping the shit out of his wife multiple times on new year's eve he will face no professional repercussions no punishment from the ufc no punishment from endeavor no punishment from espn and one further the deal with tbs went forward and they indeed aired his stupid fucking power slap bullshit last night and brought UFC employees in to try and make it seem legitimate. I I honestly wish I had the vocabulary to express how fucking angry that whole situation and the lack of genuine resolution makes me. But alas, you, I'm just a scrambled I, TV I, I know I asked you yesterday, did you actually, or any of you guys, did you watch it, like, even for a second? Nope. Nope. Did not even look for it. Didn't even okay. consider it. I was watching Street Outlaws with my wife, and then I played some Jedi Fallen Order last night. Yeah, yeah, we were watching some streams and shit on the one TV. So on my second TV, I had it on. Right? So we we took i didn't have the volume on even right so this is how little of a damn i gave about it but just right. watching it and seeing it it looks gross it looks disgusting it is, <clears throat> it's just like some ghetto florida tiktoky video kind of aspect like if you want to see a knockout cool but there's right. no there's no fighting aspect it's well, just, I I think the really the grossest part of it to me uh, as You're a trying Missourian, to set it up like the ultimate fighter. Well, as a Missourian, the original slap fight championships where they got the two quote unquote coaches from is a Missouri yeah. based promotion and took took place for a bunch of their matches not far down the road from me with a giant Confederate flag openly hanging on the fucking wall. If that gives you any kind of indication what type of organization they have stolen their fucking model representatives from. Um, but this is quite literally, I think they said on one of the podcasts I was listening to earlier today, a third of the quote-unquote roster for the Power Slap League is literally directly taken from the Slap Fight League because they didn't have any long-term contracts in place with those guys. And Dana White, if nothing else, is a litigious cunt and knows how to lock fighters down. 
seems like that's kind of exactly what he did with a chunk of the slap fight championship league roster and now has them wearing slap or power slap bullshit so as if dana's situation couldn't get ridiculous enough the ufc's bullshit is now literally getting drugged into this power slap nonsense as well so fuck my entire life i wish you could see how hard my head is resting firmly in the palm of my fucking hand but my camera alas is just a squiggly cartoon <laughs> have you tried turning it off and back on again <laughs> twice before the show but yeah <laughs> have you reset your camera sir yep no, have that's, you, have you that's tried a that... usb port sir yep no sir, we did a whole sir, sir listen to me sir Listen to me. <laughs> I need to speak to the manager fresh. <laughs> go go ahead, film me. I'm filming too, asshole. I am the manager. <laughs> right. No, the best part is that we did a whole what hour, hour-ish, hour and a half almost show last night on uh golf tees channel. Not one fucking issue using the literal exact same setup on the exact same computer. Haven't even restarted the fucking thing since we went live last night. Nothing has changed, and here we are once again. So, but you, you know, fun time. You know what it was? Is you jinxed it? You said, "Yep." After that long test I did over the weekend, everything seems to be working great. Yeah, and it did for one stream. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucked up and used that one stream before now. <laughs> used the wrong fucking time, right? Oh, but that being said, uh, that's what I've got for news and recent events for this week. Uh, do you gentlemen have anything interesting that I might have missed? I got a couple little tidbits. One interesting. Mm-hmm. Patty Pimlet won't be fighting for a while. I heard he's going to need ankle surgery. For whatever reason, he apparently is pushing it back till March, too. Yeah, I saw that. He's announced to, or this week that he's going to get surgery in the first week of March. That yeah, he could do it right now, possible. and then he, he could fight. He probably still wouldn't be able to fight on that London card, but he could fight sooner. He don't care, it seems like, which is like, it's good. Because we know he'll, whoever they match him up against will probably get his ass beat. And it'll be a good time. But we won't have to hear from him for a while. If so he gets his surgery right before they go to London this time, that just ensures that he's going to be ready when they come back to London in the fall. That's what I'm thinking he's got planned. Is They probably have something in the works where they're going, well, we're going to need a main event back in London. So. Yep. Yeah, and this will give him a chance to have surgery and then blow up to Patty the Fatty again. And then <laughs> once he starts physical therapy for the fucking surgery and the new ankle, then he'll slim back down and get back into shape just in time for him to have a cut-ass physique for them to come back to London for like UFC 289 or whatever the fuck it's going to be. You know, that's... In September. Right. That's that one thing I... As m- much as I did enjoy him at the start of coming in the UFC, there's been some things since then where it just fucking, I can't wrap my head around it. And especially this last win should not have been a win. Clear as right. day, everybody and their fucking brother saw that. But um, the only thing that I can say, I, I honestly feel bad for him is he's openly at fucking admitting to having a fucking eating disorder, which that's 99% of his problem. If he could get that shit under control, He'd be a whole different fighter. He'd be a much better fighter because he wouldn't be spending half of his time trying to fucking cut weight in camp. And you wonder, those guys that do those big balloon ups and then drop a lot to make weight, those are the ones you generally see with the most fucking injuries because when you're training 
uh, I'm using this term loosely, but and little air quotes for people watching fucking when you train fat, you're more prone to fucking injuries than you are when you're training healthily. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, back, back in my wrestling days, I mean, like you always stayed, you, you always stayed relatively close. You didn't blow up during the week. You stayed relatively close and you stayed, you were, and you always concentrated on keeping your body healthy during that time. Like, you know, you don't, you don't blow up, 20 pounds over your weight and then try and drop it you know you know you got a you got you have one week to cut weight down to down to x and you're just destroying your body well patty posted a video that you put in so i mean it's i mean it's a, it's a double it's a double-edged sword i mean it's sure it's healthier to be up at a little bit higher weight uh you know long term but all those cuts it just it just destroys you and it destroy it destroys your body so right you know, if you're if you're somebody that can, you know, turn around, hey, I'm Paul Felder, I can turn around and take a fight tomorrow and make weight, you know, you're in a lot better shape. Mr. Triathlete. Yeah. No, yeah. at one point, I don't remember if it was after the last weigh-in or the one prior, but one of the last two weigh-ins Patty did, he posted a fucking video like after the fight was said and done and he had gone home. He was like 217 pounds. He legitimately was almost 220 fucking pounds and somehow makes it to 155 fucking pounds to weigh in. Like, I get that you can do that, but that's a Jeff Goldblum moment. Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Fuck, man. Exactly right. Like, a 70-pound fucking weight cut is a bit much for any fucking weight class, in my opinion. Yeah. But... I mean, even a 10 pound weight cut, is just, it's just, it's a ridiculous thing. Right. Well, and that's why I love Cheeto going on the fucking Bisping <clears throat> podcast and saying, you know, I cut 15 pounds and I feel like that's a lot, but guys that cut 20, 25 pounds, I just feel like that's flat out cheating. I well, agree completely. Yeah. yeah. My other little tidbits and two contenders got announced this week. Juliana Miller will be making her debut. On that London card, 286 against Veronica Mercado. Yep. It's been, what, three years since she's fought? So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good times. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then Rosas Jr., he, they, they threw him on that 287 pay-per-view. I saw that today. He'll be fighting Christian Rodriguez. Yeah, they're in no hurry to give that kid any kind of fucking legitimate talent. Clearly ready to throw another <laughs> can, so. Good. I'm not gonna lie. I hope Rodriguez beats the brakes off of him. I do too. I'm on team fuck that kid until he makes me prove otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You got anything over there, TJ? Not that I can think of offhand that's important enough to talk about. All right. Well, in that case, uh, that'll bring us to the point where, uh, us old farts, some of us hardcores, as it were, uh, sometimes can get a little bit set in our ways, get, I guess you could say, develop a set of uh, blinders, as it were. We get stuck in the fighters that we know and the fighters that we like and the ones that we watch, and we sometimes can lose track of the fact that there's a whole other up-and-coming class all the time. But luckily for us old farts, we just so happen to know ourselves, one of those young up-and-comer kids 
that can help keep us in touch with the up-and-coming class in a little segment that we lovingly refer to as Slows, Cans, and Contenders. So if you would, please, take it away, brother. All right, so I want to start out with something you touched on in the news segment. We obviously heard about the Jeff Molina thing, you know, just continuing. You know, we already knew he had been suspended weeks ago, but the Athletic Commission came out this week, oh, let's extend the suspension because there's substantial involvement. Um, it doesn't look good. The 11 and two prospect man, 10 fight winning streak. Yeah. Hometown guy from Kansas city. It, um, it sucks personally, really sucks. So the thing I just wanted to start out with before I like give some cans and contenders, right. Um, do we think he's ever going to fight in the UFC again? I know. At first, I thought he had been cut, right? Because he wasn't showing up on the roster. Right, like, yeah, the, the know, roster bot right? picked up his lock. Yeah, his lock so I thought right. that he got cut, and then, like you showed me, and I saw other articles, no, the UFC has confirmed he hasn't been cut. They're just not going to book him a fight pending the investigation if he somehow comes out of this on the other side. Yeah, we'll maybe see him again. He's still young, 25 years old, so I'm sure he – if his name gets cleared, he's still going to have that chance to have, you know, be a potential prospect. But do we actually think he's going to fight again in the UFC. Is honestly, even if they clear his name at this point, I I think he's such tainted fucking goods. I think he's gone one way or another. I think best case scenario for Jeff Molina right now is that he does get his name cleared. He is absolved of this. He was literally just guilty by association and nothing else. And then he goes over to Bellator or he goes over to fucking PFL and he picks up a shitload of fucking sponsors. He moves maybe to St. Louis and he starts over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of agree. I think it, it, there's too much of a shit storm with him already for him to actually stay with the UFC, even, they, even if they haven't cut him yet. Um, one thing I had seen is what he said, I guess, last year, like while they were still doing that little VIP Discord shit, he was trying to promote mm -hmm. it, like saying how Krause's picks had paid for his bills, his mortgage, his car note. And yeah, they got for over bills six every months fucking month for six months, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, if you need some money, fucking come on in, get the VIP, you know, like trying to promote it. So that yeah, that didn't seem good when it, it don't look good for that. sure. And then uh, he's also been tweeting out, you know, people obviously always try to poke and prod at somebody when they're in the news about fucking up, right? And he's joking around and talking shit like to people about like making jokes about other dudes getting cut from the UFC this week. Like, oh, maybe they're part of the betting scandal. Like, I saw that with his Twitter. He's tweeting out yeah. shit because the, the UFC cut a bunch of fighters this week. So he's yeah. joking about some of them potentially having something to do with Like, I know he's young and shit, but he's just being stupid. Like, you've got this going on with you, and then you're going to fucking joke about it in the public eye, too. So, like, you're not taking it seriously at all. He's been on vacation out in Europe and shit. Like, he hasn't even been in America. So it's like, I hope you really got a bunch of money. That's how I've thought this week. I hope you really set up well enough that you can fucking last because you're probably never fighting MMA again. 
hopefully he's over in Europe setting up some nice offshore bank accounts because anything he's got here in the States when he gets home is liable for Uncle Sam to fucking snatch up real quick if he was dumb enough to really get his dick caught in a cookie jar. So yeah, I wanted to touch on that because obviously he was an up-and-coming contender and it's just sad, sucky situation with what we're also hearing rumblings about from what Mike Heck's been saying. The shit's going to get a lot worse. Yep. We've heard that there's potentially a lot of managers and a lot of fighters who are connected to this shit. A lot yeah, more. Really, this is a lot bigger of an issue than they initially thought it was. That's why they're taking the action, like what you mentioned in the news earlier. You know, they're partnering up with this this group to fucking U.S. integrity. Hammer, yeah. You know, changing up the rules, getting getting things hopefully right, so we don't have problems like this in the future. Okay, so this weekend we got some decent matchups some guys making their debuts and things like that. So I'll throw out my cans first. We got uh Samen Oliveira fighting Daniel Marcos. I think Marcos, the 13-0 guy, is somewhat uh, potential here. I, you know, I'm more excited for him. The can, I'm saying, is Samen Oliveira. Coming in at like 18-4. and He's um, got quite a few finishes. But for him making his debut, he's seen he, just everything that I've looked into with him and seen from him. He's probably going to get handled by the guy that's 13 and now. So you're just throwing out the potential cans for this week, right? Or my yeah. contenders that we're going right. to see through. And then I got another one, the Tiago Moises fight. I do not know how to pronounce this guy's first name correctly worth a damn. Melaquizzle, Melaquizzle, you know, uh, Melaquazazel Costa. It's probably awful. I'm butchering his name. But I think Costa is the can in this situation. And that's why they threw, you know, they just needed a body. Got to keep Tiago Moises on this card. I like Tiago. I can't remember who he was originally fighting, but I know the fight was a good one. Um, But this this guy, this Melaquizzle Costa, I feel like he's an absolute can. He's just a body. Tiago Moises is going to run right through. And the contenders for this weekend, looking for the Bonfim brothers. Gabriel Bonfim facing Munir Laziz. Uh, Laziz had a few fights in the UFC. Gabriel Bonfim, 25-13-0, and 0, you know, yeah. So for a debut, this is a decent challenge, I guess. We'll see how it goes. And then obviously his brother, Ishmael, getting a pretty tough first fight in the UFC, like a, a debut against Terrence McKinney, T-Rex. So let's see what the 18-3 older brother, Ishmael Bonfi, what, what, what's he got against T-Rex? Because I think he's going to get knocked the fuck out in round one. But we're, <laughs> we're going to see what this kid's got. I'm saying he's a contender, right? I'm trying to say both brothers are going to be contenders. I think if Ishmael just goes out there and maybe three, last three rounds with T-Rex, I'm going to be impressed, right? You don't go out there and get finished. It's impressive to me because T-Rex is an impressive prospect in my opinion. And then the one I'm the most excited about making his debut, Luan Lerceda. I, I'm excited for this kid. He's 12 and 1. I know he's 30 years old. So he's not as young as I'd like him to be for the sense of a prospect or a contender. But his 10 submissions out of the 12 wins, 
uh, won his past six fights before the third round. So the last six fights haven't haven't made it to the third round. Um, you know, on a ten fight winning streak, you always like those those big winning streaks. But we'll see. Cody Stamen, kind of that back and forth guy. Well, I know a lot of people are on Cody Stamen this weekend, but I think Ruan Marcet is, you know, decent prospect and maybe going to show us something. I mean, that's Mel all Kizel. I really got. Mel Cazell. Mel Cazell? <laughs> that's one of the reasons I love the UFC so much. The names are fucking spectacular. <laughs> so, I mean, just out of those, you guys agree, disagree, you know? What do you think? You excited to see the Bonfim brothers, Lacerdo? I think you're right on the money. I think if he survives three rounds with T-Rex, it it will be a statement. Because if you've been watching McKinney's social media, T-Rex never really slouches. He never really takes a lot of time off. And he's been hitting it hard and fucking heavy lately. And he looks really fucking good. So if he lasts the whole three rounds, I think that's kind of a statement to make. But I kind of anticipate T-Rex doing work on his ass. I really do. <laughs> I mean, T-Rex, I mean, if you make it out of the first round with him, you got to fight. You got a fighter's chance at that point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all I got for this week on the the segment. Uh, Just finish it off. A little bit of upside news on my end. I'll be making my Amy debut more likely than not. May 6th. As long as everything goes to plan, I stay healthy, keep working. We're getting that uh, debut knuckled up promotions. It's not one of the bigger promotions, obviously, here in Missouri. You got Shamrock, you got FAC, you got, you know, Synergy even. There's tons of promotions here in Missouri at this point. But uh, knuckled up, it'll be a... main event they're doing like a super fight that's what they call it they're super fight events where they do pro and amateur kickboxing muay thai and mma so i'll be making my amateur mma debut may 6 as long as everything goes to plan once everything gets set up you know i got coach behind me the team's behind me talk to the promoter and knuckled up so it's looking good may 6 we'll be making the debut once we get shit worked out in the future I'll know an opponent you know they're just in the starting process of matchmaking trying to get guys that want to get on the card so I'll probably be there I'm excited about it start running your ass off every day now oh yeah 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 yeah. that's the biggest thing I'm going to be your biggest fucking weapon defense and cardio if I have that my first few fights I'll be good and once I really you know Get some experience under my belt. That's where I'll have a chance, I feel like. You know? Well, that and your first couple fights, you're going to be extra excited because they're your first couple fights. You're going to want to have that cardio locked the fuck in just because the extra, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, is going to definitely yeah. tax you. That, that's the plan. That's where I'm excited to get one in on in May because like, I want to get yeah. two, maybe three in this year. So. That gives you time to turn around. Damn right. Yeah. Good shit. I'll ask double back and make a second trip, man. Right? Yeah, they got a, they got another show in June, man. You think I could do it? You know, if, if I can get a quick work in in May, if I can get back in June. 
<laughs> yeah, if you get if you get a clean, quick one, there's definitely a possibility. We look fucking Comzat got what four fights in three months. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, 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 they got they got another one in June. We're doing they're doing one in September and November, man. I could no damage. That'd, quick be, the, that'd rounds, be the dream. Hit up every one of them the rest of the year. Get four fights. You know, we'll <laughs> Hell yeah! That's, that's what you got to do. I already know. I hear it from Anthony Smith, Michael Bisping all the time. Listen to our podcast. Like whenever anybody that does MMA asks them questions, advice, they're just like, "Stay ready." That's how Anthony Smith says he made it to where he staying ready, just being ready to fight, being able to take a fight in any notice. Like, so yeah, I think uh, TJ's advice is damn good. Just be running all the fucking time. Amen. I don't know about Cheeto Vera, fourteen fucking miles a day, but I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm that dude's an Energizer Bunny though. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, first, it doesn't have to be fast. Just. Just try to run as far as you fucking can. If you got to walk a little bit during the run, walk. But just <laughs> run as much as you fucking can. Eventually, you'll get get there. Do do fucking alternating wins. I mean, in high school, I, I did a mile in less than 10 minutes. You know, I, I, I was athletic. Played basketball, baseball, football. I, I was like an athlete through every season and shit. It just, once came time, I didn't want to do the college thing, like, it was just about fun for me as a kid. Now that I've grown up, I actually want to compete a little bit. So I know the work is where I'm going to get the success because uh, I'm not a kid no more. It's another grown ass man that'll be on the other side. And right. It's not football either. This is, eh, you're going to be wanting <laughs> to hurt my soul. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's you, you're there's a grown ass man standing between you and a paycheck and he's looking at you the same damn way. So. Yeah, but either way, we we've talked about it quite a bit. I think if you if they can get you on that May card, I think there's a damn good fun, damn good chance you get at least one or two more fights this year. That's the plan. That's the plan. But hell yeah, good shit, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, with that being said, uh, that'll bring us to the next segment here that requires its own individual disclaimer. Um. Tapology.com, first and foremost, does not sponsor or endorse in any way, shape, or form the I'm No Joe podcast. Yet. 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 They do, however, offer a free service where you can make an account and make your picks on fights just like we do here on the show and compete against other people on the website. They can even allow you to make groups on that website. And we've done just such a thing in a group called I'm no bookie, all one word or group nine, six, five. However, you need to find it. It is an open to the public group. You are absolutely more than welcome to join the group and make your picks head to head right with all of us from the show. And then during the people's co-main event and the co-main event and main event, the fun chunk as it were of the ufc broadcast cards right here on this channel i run a little real-time updating live stream with those tapology picks for those of us in the group so you can see how they play out in real time that being said that brings us to a little segment where we bring all the goodness from that tapology group to play in a segment we call tapology with tj all right so let me kick this off going right into last week. Uh, first and foremost, everybody did fairly well. And I say fairly well as everybody that's in our group that we talk about here all picked over 500. 
that doesn't happen every week. So that wasn't bad. And another notable point, the difference between first place and last place was two correct picks. Now, I'm not calculating all the decisions and rest that into it. I'm just saying correct picks overall. So right. as a whole, did great this fucking week, as the group is concerned. But um, top honors go this week to the brother slow baked over there, Christian, coming in at 500 points. Uh, there was no one in a close second here. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way it worked out this week. Yeah, so that brings it. us into that next wonderful thing, the trip of your dick award goes to this fucking guy six correct picks this week and didn't even break 400 points uh so here's a rough week she started out strong went to shit but honorable mention honorable mention (laughs) who didn't even get their dick out of their pants left it at the fucking door left it in the fucking next room or houses that they moved away from Fucking lead, ring leader over here himself, the fucking meter didn't even get his fucking picks locked in. So, yep, you got that. I'm just saying it's there. Yeah, they'll be locked in this week, but yeah, I sure as fuck missed him way till fucking too late and realized yeah. when the fights were live, I was like, oh shit. Yep, <laughs> totally missed the fucking boat on that one. Yeah, yeah. She, she was a rough go this week though. Um, so. I don't think you missed much. <laughs> yeah, no, can't trip over your dick if you don't take it out. <laughs> That's right. Can't get herpes unless you're going into the bedroom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, um, with that being said, there, um, that gives everybody time. We've still got a couple of days to get your picks in. I think the what time is the fucking early prelims this week start at fucking 5 p.m. Central time. So I think you have until an hour before the card. So you've got another day and basically three quarters to get your fucking picks in, which is 30-ish hours. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Then uh, that brings us into uh, the vast majority of this card um, as far as the odds are concerned. Again, we have a pretty even across the board. However, I'm noticing even since last week, we've got some pretty wide margins here on the card, which I am going to cover because I can tell you um, the co-main and main are they have missed toss ups, which I'm okay with. By the way, those are playing out right now, but we're going to start down at the bottom of the card here. The second fight on here. There's Josanne Nunes and fucking Zahara Farin uh, from France, and I'm probably martyring her name, too, because I'm not French and I don't speak Portuguese. Um, but they have that as a minus 540 for Nunes and a plus 420 to Zahara over there. So it's a pretty big wide margin. And we get one more um, kind of wide margin on the early prelims and Luan Lacerda and Cody Stamen. Um, Cody Stamen, they're giving the minus 365 favorite until Lacerda, the fucking plus 300 underdog. So the Brazilian at home becoming the underdog against Cody Stamen. Which is crazy. I would totally be taking the underdog on that. That is insane. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get it when they have... I know that a lot of guys that make their debuts against somebody that has a lot of experience like Cody Stamen does, they normally don't do the greatest... But man, Lacerda was exciting. That's a crazy. And, and, I, didn't, and the, I didn't know the line was that that freaking. The, that's heavy. The Brazilian setting is what throws me off on that one. I was gonna say 
at home. At home, Brazilians are fucking dangerous. That crowd is fucking rowdy. It's rowdier than the fucking Mexico City crowd when they're throwing fucking bottles. Oh at yeah, them. that Brazil, that real crowd specifically is like audible steroids for those Brazilian fighters, man. Yeah. So that's crazy. The odds are that fucking huge for Cody. It it is quite the the crazy one, and I mean that early prelim card's got a couple other good fights on it that are both on. The right 50-50 across the board, the plus 105s, uh, minus 125 area. And that even goes up into the start of the prelims. But then we get our largest fucking odds different on the entire fucking card is in the heavyweight category. And this one makes a little, somewhat a bit of a sense, but at the same time, not. So you've got Shamil. Abdurahimov and Alameda, because I can't say that first name because I know it's not Jilton. Um, but um, they have Abdurahimov at a plus 675 yeah. underdog and Alameda as a minus 975. Oh, 975. Last I saw was 900. That's even fucking crazier. Yeah. You mean we always do our little dog picks on our fucking cast every week and he says he wants to take Shamil as his dog pick. I wanted to slap him today. <laughs> Dude, I don't think that's necessarily a bad call. If we were Oz-wise. betting money. Oz-wise, yeah. But just for a competitive thing? Are you fucking kidding? What world you <laughs> I wanted to slap him. It's like, like buddy, buddy, 17-2 and two heavyweight prospect and all fights have gone to finish. Almost everyone in a first round finish. What are you smoking? 41-year-old Shamil Abdurahimov is going to beat Hilton Almeida. I want to really? see it. I want to see it. But Vinny, Vinny's smoking something I want to smoke. I don't think he's smoking anything because there's a <laughs> possibility that all of that cage time that he has will hold up just fine because he's going to know how to handle himself. And he's a fucking Russian, for Christ's sakes. Dude, Maybe that's why Vinny's fucking going. <laughs> those, those Russians are built differently. Don't get me wrong, sort of the fucking Brazilians, but there's something about those fucking Russians lately that are just fucking just killing. <laughs> and that brings us up into these next couple that are pretty close. So I'm going to mention them both together. Um, first, you got the Tiago Moises and the Melchazel Costa. I'm probably martyring his fucking name. But they got Moises at a minus 365 and a plus 300. And then that goes right up into um Costa's being that uh underdog here that goes up to our next fight which is pretty goddamn close in those same kind of far off odds you got a uh, Gregory Robocop Rodriguez aka Buff Obama and, and Bruno Ferreira Buff Obama of course the minus 305 favorite and Ferreira the plus 255 underdog look if you can't take that guy out when his face is basically falling off you're not taking out Buff Obama I think they might have the odds a little wrong here. They probably could have gave him a little more headway there. That's all I'm saying. Then um, even going into the premier prelim, um, the Mauricio's last fight on his contract here and retirement fight, they have him as a plus 175 underdog to a portiere out of the fucking Ukraine, which is odd. He's in fucking Brazil. I understand he's at the end of his rope. 
and it's a pretty 50-50, but you got to give the man a little more credit at home. I think he's going to feed off the crowd. I think we're going to see um, who will possibly get the win on his way out. So um, that's a hell of another good one to look forward to. And moving in the main card, starting off basically a 50-50 coin flip. They've got it. Paul Craig is the underdog. Johnny Walker is the fucking slight favorite um here's another one of our largest gaps on the card here actually the next two are pretty close as far as large gaps are concerned lauren murphy and jessica andraj um lauren murphy they have is a plus 390 underdog and andraj as a minus 490 favorite makes complete was- sense to me andraj is a fucking wrecking ball as long as she makes weight um, but um, from what we've seen in the fucking lead-ups there, she looks like she might be on point this week, so you won't have to worry about that much. Uh, then that brings us right into the next one here. Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny. Talk about a fucking... This could be a banger of a fight here. Gilbert Burns, definitely a dog. They've got him as the minus 460 favorite and Neil Magny as the plus 370 underdog. I don't know that I fully agree with that wide of a spread is Neil Magny's pretty lengthy. And as long as he uses his length, he might be all right, but lately he's kind of fallen off. And then, like I said earlier, the co-main and the main basically coin flips. They got Figueredo as the underdog slightly Moreno as a slight favorite. They've got Jamal Hill as a slight favorite and Teixeira as a slight underdog. So there's your odds. Um, Keep an eye on those really wide ones, though. Like they said, there's a couple of them um, that might be worth betting on there. So, yeah, some of those are fucking crazy, man. Some of those are way crazy. And if you got a couple of spare dollars and legal sports betting in your area, you might be inclined to toss a few pennies at some of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, from a betting aspect, I'm taking Abdurrahim off all fucking day. Yeah, just the odds alone, not even the matchups, just the odds-wise on some of those are fucking crazy. Yeah, and sometimes I don't think that those guys really look too far into some of these fighters because some of them are way more impressive than what you would think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of them are a lot better than what their current UFC record represents. Yep, and that's the thing. is, Some of them are a lot fucking better Unfortunately, some of those guys run into fucking train wrecks uh, or or get their train wrecked and end up in a shit spot. <laughs> right. Yeah, no shit. Well, thank you very much for that, sir. Uh, that, for those of you who are fans of the show, will bring us to a moment in time where the hee-hee-ha-ha fun kind of flies a little bit out the window here uh if you're watching the video portion of the show you will know by the absolutely terrifying gif that has rolled across the screen that this is the point in the show where things get a little bit more competitive and a little segment that we like to refer to as the pit so this is where we turn our fun back and forth normal show into a little bit more of a competitive edge and tonight we have a highly requested rematch going down, an exhibition rerun from the initial Season 7 Pit Grand Prix intro round. None other than the one, the only, the glorious Fresh 03, 
versus me. Now, originally, this would have been a whole lot funnier because during the course of the week, I've been posting Razor Ramon Scott Hall gifts, and I've got a whole thing going where I've got a thing going down in the middle of my fucking eyes. I got a toothpick in my fucking mouth. But thanks to my goddamn camera and Zoom, not wanting to fucking play nice, but just for this fucking stream, you guys, unfortunately, just get the crazy flashy gift. But know that I put in the fucking effort, folks. I was here for you guys. Zoom fucked you. <laughs> All right. That's that means this is my chance to uh, take over here and uh, run the pit. For a I just, I just, if you, you know, but I think both of us like to get credit for for an answer. You have to start off every time as "ayo." Like, <laughs> if we're gonna do I this, fucking love it. Uh, um. So, um. First things first, um, Mr. Hollowfoil Meter, um, being this is your show, um, we're going to give the prerogative to Fresh. Fresh, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll let, hey, oh, I'll let uh, Meter start. Ooh, it's a half point right away. <laughs> All right. So, um, as soon as, oh, look at Hollow Meter. There we go. <laughs> See, he was playing us the whole time. <laughs> he was playing us all day. It was and just... it's already frozen. <laughs> it's already frozen. <laughs> I just assumed you posted an image. No, I wish. I wish. I literally just turned it off and turned it back on again, and it froze almost immediately. <laughs> all right. So, uh, down into the nitty gritty here. All right. So, we're going to start here. Of all of the car, all of the fights on this weekend's card, which fight are you going to drop everything for, no matter what you're in the middle of, to go run and sit down and watch? Ayo, there's only one fight the people need to watch. And that's because there's too many good guys. Nobody gives a fuck about a good guy. You know who people like? The bad guy. You know who the bad guy in this card is? Terrence T-Rex McKinney. Because he's going to T-Rex poor Bond Fiend's fucking night real bad. I don't think this one goes out of the first round, and I think he celebrates like a fucking champion. All right, all right. You can get behind that. All right, that puts the ball in the other court there, Fresh. When it's time for you to... Fucking run away from whatever it is you're doing. Which fight are you tuning into to make sure that you don't miss and make sure everybody else knows about? Hey, yo. Um, the fight, the fight, I think the obvious answer, I, I can't do the whole thing in Scott Hall's voice. Um, I think the, uh, I think the obvious one is, uh, Figueredo versus, uh, Moreno, the little guy fight. I mean, these, this is what match number four and all like all the previous three have been spectacular there's always been a running story this is just somebody somebody's got to come out on top finally and you know this might might be the last time we see these two fight each other and it's always 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 a good one um my bonus answer was uh never mind it's gone it's gone it, it, these, these two these two are always 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 just it's just an all-out war just two little dudes who just don't fucking stop no matter what no matter what else is going on what Figueredo had a had a 
fucking 106 degree temperature, still made it to the ring, still fought the whole fucking fight. And it's just, you know, it's, these two just don't know how to stop and they're, they're magic in the ring together. And I don't, I don't see any other match on this card that would make me stop whatever I was doing. And just, I, I could be fucking Meter's mom and this fight would come on. And I'd be like, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. So, I mean, that's that's all that's all I got. I mean, I, if you're looking forward to any other fight on this on this card, I don't know if we've been watching the same sport for all these years. Yeah. Christian, you're a fucking judge tonight, man. What do you got? Well, I mean, I really like both answers here. But I'm gonna have to go with, you know, Mr. Mr. Hall Meter over there. Okay. At least for this first round. Terrence McKinney, I feel like he's absolutely going to blast through Ishmael Bonfim, but I also think the fight itself could be extremely exciting like we talked about earlier. You know, if Bonfim can somehow last the three rounds with T-Rex, it might wind up being fight of the night potential, one of the most exciting on the entire card. I'll throw out an honorable mention, the ladies fight, Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. Or Murphy's tough as hell. I think that one's going to be exciting too. But yeah, I got to give the first round a meter on that one. I, I will second the honorable mention there, especially considering that yes, Andrade is fighting at home, but she's fighting at home without her head coach. She's fighting literally with her head coach's mother, her quote unquote grandmother as her new head coach at home. So there's as much negative as there is positive in that fight for her. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Lauren Murphy pulls a fucking shocker out and beats that ass. I'd be, I'd be surprised if she did. She gets a little gun shy when she gets popped real good. Andrade is really good at popping people really good. Very true. So. It'll be interesting to say the least. All right. Well, two rounds in one. All right. This brings us right back over to Fresh here. All right. So, um, if you were planning on doing something on Saturday and this fight comes on, would you, which fight is it that would just make you drop watching the fights to go do something completely different? Which one is not worth the fucking price tea? It's overhyped, just not worth the price of admission to sit down and watch. Um, I would for main card. I'm gonna stick main card. Um, I think it would probably be. I think it would probably be the ladies fight because I really don't. I really don't think Murphy has much of a shot. I've seen her. I've seen her get gun shy one too many times. Um, and I am doing something Saturday, so I would just. <laughs> I won't. Like the the Figueredo Moreno fight comes on, I'm be like, I'll be back. I'll be back in thirty minutes. But <laughs> the ladies fight, as much as I as much as I hate to say it, I don't. I don't. I'm really not interested in in anything that this fight has to offer. Um, just because I I. I yeah, unless unless because it, it's either gonna it's either gonna turn into it's either gonna turn into another push him up against the fence and stall this fucking shit out, or Murphy's gonna get popped and she's gonna she's gonna start backing up 
and it's it's just going to be a fucking chase fight and i don't see all that much that really i don't see all that much either way i don't see all that much that's going to interest me and make me make me stop what i'm doing which is I, i'm going to go to i'm going to go to a drag show it's going to be fucking amazing so pretty much what you're watching in that fight anyways like i get it <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. oh 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 ao i forgot i almost lost points <laughs> <laughs> all right meter that bounces the ball back in the air corner of all the overhyped nonsense that's on this card which the one you will gladly shut the tv off for and advise everyone else to do the same hey yo there's <laughs> only one fight on this card nobody needs to pay attention to it's the biggest odds difference for a reason. Let's be real here. Shamil Abrahimov is really just a dollar store version of Ivoy Blagojevich with no chest scar. That big old booty hole's missing, but the chest hair covers it up, so it's hard to tell the difference. But Gilton Almeida is a heavyweight that has been fighting at light heavyweight and slapping bitches around his whole UFC career. He has prepared to come back up and slap around a big rush, and this is not going to be any kind of a problem for him. There's a reason the odds are this huge. Almeida makes it almost not even fun to watch this, in my opinion. Well, I can see that one, too. All right. Over to our resident uh, keeper of the scores. Christian, what you got? All right. Okay, so this one's a little tough. I don't, I don't really agree with either answer here fully because I love me some Halton Almeida. I think he himself is fun enough that beating the shit out of a 41-year-old Russian is just a good enough time for me. Um I might have to give it to Fresh on this one. He saved his ass with the AO at the end. And um, I do kind of feel like if Lauren Murphy has any chance in this fight, it will be kind of that put him up against the fence chase kind of fight. Won't be as exciting as I would like it to be. I'm just hopeful with uh, Lauren Murphy's durability that fight will give us some excitement. So, yeah, I'm going to give that round to Fresh. Mainly because of the besmirching Halton Almeida. Come on, come on, meter. You got to do better than that. Hype up the contenders. I'm the contender man. <laughs> I mean, I said, I said Shamil Abrahimov was a dollar store I mean, version of the boy Blaganovich. Smack him up, but then you said it's boring. You yeah, because Shamil is fucking snooze fight to watch. <laughs> I said he had a discount booty hole and his chest covered by hair. Come on, man. <laughs> I love that part. All right, we're tied one to one now. It's a good time. This is going great. Fucking horse to piece right now. Uh, that brings us into the nitty gritties of this here. So. Meter balls in your court now. Coming into the co-main event of the evening. Davidson Figueredo, Brandon Moreno. Odds, basically a horse piece of the way the odds makers have it. How do you see this wild fight playing out? And why? I'll tell you how I see this one playing out. 
I see this being the last time we see Figgy Small say, hey, yo, at 125 pounds. I think this is the moment where we realize that all of his focus has really been on Bantamweight the whole time. It's like that astronaut meme, but it's not. It's been that way. Always was. Figgy Smalls is a Bantamweight. And as much as we love him, we just can't love him at 25 anymore. Moreno is too focused. He's going to come in. He's going to take it. And then Figgy Smalls goes up because he's already said as long as it's not Cejudo, he'll fight anyone at 35. I don't think Cejudo is doing anything we got to worry about anyway. So I think this is the say la vie of Figgy Smalls at 25. Moreno takes it. I'm right in line with y'all on that, believing he's going up because he looked way big. Yeah. Trying to come down to 125. Yeah, he was uh, trying to cut weight, what, at the start of the last week? Shit. Yeah. Yep. Fucking wild. Yep. I hope he makes weight. Tomorrow we'll find out. Tomorrow morning's going to be fun time. Well, right. What, 5 o'clock in the morning, actually? It's this yeah. morning. 6 a.m. Central time. So, I'll stay up. That brings this ball back over to the other side of the house here. Fresh. Fucking Davidson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno bringing in that co-main event to unify the title. Who do you got taking it and why? Hey yo, I think uh I, I'm I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna totally agree with the meter here. I think that uh I think Moreno is a little bit more well-rounded fighter. We've seen over the course of their fights that he can certainly take Figgy's power. Um unless Figgy has come up with some sort of a new a new a new trick to break out of the bag. Uh, I, I see him moving out of the division and moving up. Um, and it would take, I mean, quite frankly, at this point, it would take a lot to keep him in that division. Even winning the title. I don't think, I don't think is enough at this point. Uh, Cause he's been there. He's done that. He's been the, he's been the star of the division. He's been, you know, um, you know, he's basically been the, the, the Brazilian or Captain Brazil at this point, instead of Captain America. Um, you know, he's been the he's been the face of the UFC down there. And he doesn't have he doesn't have anything more to prove in this division other than this last fight with Moreno. I know he'd like to go out on top. I just I think at the, I think at this point I think Moreno's a, a, a more well-rounded fighter. He's got he's got the durability to keep up unless unless Figgy catches him one, I think in the end this goes to decision again. And I, I think I think Moreno I think Moreno walks out with it. Obviously, the home crowd is going to be in Figgy's favor. Um, I, and very obviously, he has way more power than Moreno does. Um, so I mean, there's always that. I mean, there's always that puncher's chance. There's always that puncher's chance. But even even if Figgy wins, I don't see him sticking around. And I think Moreno has a lot more a lot more to prove in this particular division than Figgy does. So I think I think uh, I think Moreno is 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 I think he's more uh, I think he's more determined. And I think he has more to lose, and I think that's going to be a whole lot more fuel to the fire. And I I think I think Piggy moves up, and starts dominating the new division, because um, even even moving up, he did even moving up, he he there's not going to be a lot of people that can match that power, and that can match match the game that he can bring to the table. Uh, obviously, Moreno is is like his arch nemesis so unless he follows him up at some point 
this, I, I'm I, I don't want this to be the last fight between the two, but I also kind of want this to be the last fight between the two. Just go out on a fucking showcase, you two. Go out as a fucking go out as a fucking shooting star. Just just burn that fucking house down. Don't leave anything left for uh, for pork lover. Pork lover. That crowd's gonna be worn out by the time he gets up. But that's all right. That's all right. I I, I agree with I I I agree with Meter. I think it's I think it's Moreno. So I mean, is Moreno the bad guy in this fight? Survey says it's another one for the bad guys. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what a way to finish that off. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I def I'm in agreement with you guys, both of you on this. I do think Brandon ends up taking it out on, on this one. His figgy's probably focused on going to 135. However, the one thing I'm a little sad to hear neither one of you mention. Who else has Davidson Figueredo fought in the last four years? Not named Brandon Moreno. Nobody. Not a fucking single one. Both of you two drop the fucking ball. God damn it. So, Christian, at least a big call up to you, man. Them both lean in the same direction. Who do you think gets the point here? Well, I mean, they they were both pretty decent answers. I agree with the point that you made. They didn't touch on that fact. You know, he's only fought Moreno for the past almost handful of years, right? Um, I don't know about the point that fresh made at the end that figgy goes up and dominates i damn sure agree with meter's point that his focus is already on moving up to band and not really I, I, on top of the massive weight cut he's having to do to make this fight we hope he makes weight like i was saying earlier you know like it's going to be exciting staying up watching the live weigh-ins and everything because he don't make weight. It's like uh, last year with Charles Oliveira. And then Brandon's the only one that can win the damn thing anyways, right? So automatically stripped before the fight. We can see some crazy shit. But I also love that thumbnail. That, that fucking thumbnail. Meter just killed, you know, the fucking arm up. That was the best freeze. So this round goes to Meter. Just agree with that bit more. Figueredo's focus is not on Moreno as much as it is already moving up and TJ's point he's only fought Moreno for the past four years I don't like Fresh's point that he's going to dominate in band weight when you got what Marab Dushwali you got Chido Vera you got Peter Young I don't care if Figueredo's got some power or not he's got some tough dudes ahead of him Marab Marab <laughs> so we're, we're we're looking two to one now. Meter meters, you know that might have been a ten eight round. <laughs> oh no, I thought it was a little closer than ten eight round. This is why we don't like the judging score. No, we're scoring ten nine. Yeah, we, we don't we don't go by the damn judges' rules. You know, we're, we're just we give you the round that that you get the one point. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't do 10 8 rounds over here. <laughs> we get fucking wild. <laughs> so, uh, that brings us into the fucking main event here. Got a Glover to share at age 42 and uh, up and coming a hot streak in Jamal Hill. Fucking for the now vacated heavyweight title. Now that Francis Ngannou's out of the way, um, Fresh, this one's on to you. 
Who do you think is the newly crowned heavyweight title holder? Is it going to be Glover regaining the title that he won? Or light heavyweight, excuse me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm thinking something completely different. Yeah, Don't mind me. I'm just sitting there waiting for you to finish, man. It's cool. All right, TJ Peterson, I smell alcohol and cigarettes. Hey, there, there may be alcohol on board. Uh, that's why <laughs> the water I got to work at 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, but then, So light heavyweight, there we go. Right, We're back on track. There we go. Uh, the vacated title that was vacated by Yuri Prohachka. I knew what the fuck I was talking about. There's a wrong <laughs> fucking one. After the fuckery that was the um, lack of anyone winning the title um, here recently, we now get Glover getting a chance to get it back and uh, young Jamal Hill getting his first shot at the title. Who do you see taking it? Um, hey, yo, this could really go... This could really go... Uh... I see this going one of two ways. Either either Jamal Hill gets that early knockout that we all know he's going to be looking for, or Glover takes it down and proceeds to just thrash the rest of the match. Um, being quite frankly, one he's he's just such an exceptional wrestler that it's it's tough. It's tough to it's tough to to bet against that. And he's shown he's shown that he has he has the durability even at, even at a what is he 42? Almost 42, right? Yeah, 42. Yeah, even at four, even at 42, he's shown exceptional durability. You know, it's it's tough to it's tough to it's tough to catch him with anything. Um, he's been around the game an incredibly long time. He's got the experience. Um, I'm gonna I'm I think this is I think this is Glover's match to lose. Like he'd have to walk into something silly. He'd have to walk into a silly ass shot to to lose this particular fight. Jamal Hill's going to get more chances. He's young. He's up and coming. He'll have a he'll have to bounce back, have a couple matches, and then he'll get another shot at probably whoever's after that, whoever uh, holds it after Glover. Um, but right now, I think I mean it's such a feel good story. You get you know he's going to be the what second oldest champ ever? Yeah, second oldest champ ever in the UFC. So that'd be. You know that's a that's a feel good story. You know he's he's winning the belt back, um, and with the with the showcase he's put on over the last couple of years, I mean he deserves this shot. He deserves it. He deserved it earlier than he's gotten it. So you know it's nice to see the UFC doing something. Hello, cat. Um, it's nice to see the UFC giving someone their due. Um, and quite frankly, he's been due for the last couple of years. So I think I think I think. All the, all the stars are lining up right now for Glover to for Glover to take it home because I I think just his experience edge his durability and his skills when he takes it when he takes Jamal down I, I just don't see Jamal being able to 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 overcome that because quite frankly he hasn't in the past oh um being as we're correcting shit here since I fucked shit up earlier I was wrong on his age it's 43 he's 43 yeah I, I had to double check myself because I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound quite right. No, nope, it's 43. But either way, horse horse beast, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely agreeing with that. We have not seen a lot of Jamal Hill um, being on his back or in that kind of situation. And with a guy like Glover, there's a very strong possibility that that could happen. So yeah. definitely in agreement with that. Right there on that type of page. Oh, brings us over to the other side there meter for this uh vacated light heavyweight title 
do you see taking it? Glover or isn't the older guy? Or do you see Jamal coming in heavy as the new young blood not knowing how to lose? Do you see him coming to take over the division? Hey, yo. Let's see if he can. I see Jamal. I got it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love me some Glover Tejera, but hashtag don't forget the bear Jew. We saw what happened to Jamal Hill the last time he went against a good grappler. Do you think it's a coincidence that he flew Anthony Smith all the way to fucking Michigan to prep for this fight, knowing that they were both also going to fly all the way to Brazil for this fight? No. He's been practicing to patch up all the holes in his game. If it goes to the ground, he knows Glover's a problem. So he brought in the guys that Glover has taken to the ground and caused problems too to help him make sure it doesn't go there. I think this is going to be a hell of a fight, but I think this is Jamal Hill leaving Glover Tajira sat at home and setting up a fucking glorious Anthony Smith title reclamation tour. Are we allowed to rebuttal? <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I'll say, I'll say this. Don't, this is strike this from the record at the end of this, judges. <laughs> there's a, there's a big fucking difference between bringing in the guys that Glover took down and gave problems to and being taken down and having Glover give you fucking problems. There's a big Absolutely. fucking difference when it comes to Absolutely. that. Matter. Absolutely. Stricken from the record. <laughs> no, I, I, Disre I, I disregard it. Objection sustained. I I appreciate where that is headed as well. Um, trying to bring in guys to stop that, so I could I could see the possibility of that working out in his favor. Uh, I'm neither against. I'm neither for nor against either one of those outcomes, whether it's Glover or um, Jamal. Don't get me wrong. If it's my own personal opinion. I want Glover to win because there's something about an old guy fucking winning that I just love. It's kind of like watching a fat guy win. It's because there's, old, there's something like, feels good. Old and fat, old and fat. That's why we like watching them do it. Damn right. <laughs> That's probably it. And the fucking older I get, the fatter I get. So I want to see old and fat guys win. Um, <laughs> so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, cowboy matches get way more exciting. <laughs> Watch the replays. Come on, guys. All right, Christian. This is a tough one. Who do you got for this one? Where's the points yeah, going? It was a tough one this round. Uh, my personal opinion, I kind of want Jamal to win, even though I highly doubt it's going to happen just because I feel like it's more likely Anthony Smith gets the title shot if it's Jamal Hill. It's a better story, too, with uh, Jamal having him come and train him, and then he beats Glover, right? So that'd be a fun fight. I, I don't think Anthony gets the rematch Glover. This is where I'm going to give it to Fresh for this round and tie it up to the two because um, that, that that aspect of Glover's just, you know, he, he, the stars are aligning thing. I, I really like that point and agree with that because Anthony Smith, as much as I love him, he's one of my favorite fighters, got his ass beat by Glover. He got his teeth literally knocked the hell out. He got veneers, He got his veneers knocked off. Let's be correct here. <laughs> Technically speaking, he got his veneers knocked off. The teeth weren't broken out. It still sucks, but it's a difference. Uh, well, well, 
Um, look, oh, that was a, you, you, you can call it. During the fight, it looks like your teeth are being kicked across the ring. <laughs> the biggest point that I'm making is Anthony Smith was manhandled by Glover Teixeira, and I don't think that Anthony Smith trying to help uh, Jamal Hill improve his grappling is going to help Jamal in any way, shape, or form, right? So Glover gets a takedown at all, I feel like this fight is over. Jamal Hill literally has to keep this fight standing at all costs, and uh, I don't like the odds of that. So it does seem like the stars are aligning it being in Brazil, and I would love to see this as well. Glover win and just retire. Put the belt in vacancy all over again. Just piss Dana off the USA. Now you got to do it again. You got to find another two dudes to do another vacant title, and you're probably going to try to do it as quick as you can because you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah, just let Glover go out like Peyton Manning did after he won the Super Bowl. Just retire. That's what Tom Brady should have done a couple of years ago after he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. All right. But yeah, give that one a fresh. Um, what does that mean, right? Two is two. Anybody knows math? Man, with that math in place, that's telling me we got to go to some sudden sudden death here. Dun, dun, dun. I was going to say, aren't me, aren't me and Meter one and one in the pit? Yeah. That set up a rubber match. Yeah, working on that rubber match. All right. So with that being said, I came up with something this week because with all that is in play, and I can tell you why I had the Freudian slip a little bit ago about heavyweights. Now, with Francis Ngannou now no longer being in the heavyweight division or in the UFC at all, we're going to talk about that for our um, final uh, question. So, but that's not the question, but just keep that in mind. So, again, Fresh, you get prerogative. Do you want to answer the question first or last? I'll go first this time. All right. So this is the question I have. Francis Ngannou, free agent, no longer associated with the UFC. Okay. What organization or what organization or type of fighting organization do you see him with moving forward during this free agency? Where do you think he ends up? Does he end up at one? Does he end up at uh, fucking... BKFC, does he end up at Bellator, PFL? Where do you see him landing as a free agent? Well, I think I think right now all of them, all of the, everybody that isn't the UFC right now is is backing up a truck full of money to his house and just trying to get him trying to get him into any sort of a any sort of a fight. Um, Francis Ngannou is kind of he's kind of a one of one of a kind dude. Um, because it's just he's gonna knock somebody out. That's just that's just how it goes in a, with the Francis and Ghana fight. Just there's so much power, even even in his slightest movement, it's ridiculous. Um, I think ultimately, I think ultimately Bellator is the one who backs up enough money to his house. Um, I think they have probably the connections and the spotlight enough to to interest him it's going to take a lot it's going to take a lot to interest him in in coming back for another fight though um i think he's got such a sour taste in his mouth right now that he's just he's just like fuck it um 
and quite frankly, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He's made he's made his money. He's been as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, he's been smart with his money from everything I've read about him. Um, seems like a pretty pretty straight up dude. Uh, he doesn't need he doesn't need these fights anymore. Um, and if anybody if anybody's going to back him up, back up enough money, it's uh, I think I think Bellator probably has the resources and the and the ability to give him a big enough spotlight to get him to get him back in the ring but i think it's gonna i, I think it's gonna take quite a bit at this point frankly um because he doesn't he doesn't need to go through it anymore if he doesn't want to so there you go oh, all right over to our um frozen hollow foil meter um, <laughs> Let's see what he gets who do you see um picking uh francis up uh where do you see him end up falling now that he's a free agent I'm going to see what the spotlight is. Hey, yo. Three-prong answer. Okay. First prong. He picks up the tweet that was sent out just this afternoon, accepting the offer from Fight Circus for $50,000 to throw some midgets around in June. <laughs> I, I would... Can I go to that? Fight? <laughs> Fight? Let me do the air quotes for you, meter. <laughs> Point number two. He signs a boxing agreement with Tyson Fury, gets the shit beat out of him, but makes 97.325 million fucking dollars for doing it. Perfect. <laughs> Point number one, he signs with 1FC because he can speak French instead of English and they'll translate it anyway. And he only has to deal with Chatri to cash checks. Boom, baby. The bad guy takes it home. <laughs> oh, mind either one of those answers. However, boxing one does throw me a little bit because um, last I checked, Somebody else, uh, Fury's already got a fucking fight in the works. That means he's going to have to sit on the shelf even longer. And I don't know that he's willing to do that. But with the sour taste in his mouth, the fresh talking about, there's a very well good chance he could sit it out long enough and go throw some midgets around in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree with me. I mean, why wouldn't you take $50,000 to throw like six midgets around a ring and then leave? Oh, shit. No long-term contract? Just saying, that's been rumbling around in my fucking head all day, and I was like, you know what? We got to go with that for the question tonight, because <laughs> it seems fitting with where everything is currently. Oh, Christian, this is a tough call, man. Um, yeah. This is kind of a guessing game. Nobody knows. Nobody really fucking knows, and I watched um, I watched Francis's YouTube um, channel the other when he finally put out his little video on this. He doesn't know where the fuck he's going. What do you think, Christian? Who do you think takes this? Who do you think's closest to possibly being right? And I say possibly being right because we don't fucking know. Well, I mean, obviously he's talked to himself about the boxing route, but like you touched on, TJ, Tyson Fury's looking like he's got other plans, and he'd probably have to sit out and wait for it. I don't think Anthony Joshua or any other top boxer would take him on. Um 
he's probably got to take on some simple fights, right, and build a little bit of a pedigree to really box. Um, be fun. And he, obviously, his mom wearing the PFL shirt. There's been rumors for weeks. I don't. The PFL's got their little million-dollar thing going on with their Grand Prix tournaments that they do and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't think that there's any athletes or fights that would attract Francis to that. And I don't think money's really the issue. That's kind of why he walked away from the UFC. Um, Bellator, to me, seems like the most um, possible if he was going to sign with a MMA promotion just because – like they're partnered with Showtime. They've allowed other fighters to go do boxing and other things like cross promotion and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, they kind of need it. The fact that PFL has been gaining some traction, one FC people enjoy it. People just enjoy watching better knuckle. Right. So it's like to solidify yourself right behind the UFC. It's not going to allow you to compete with the UFC if you get Francis and Ganu, but it'll get you, the guarantee number two spot. So I do feel like there's more pressure on Bellator than any of the other promotions. They kind of need it. If you think about it, they probably need Francis more than Francis needs them. But I also feel Absolutely. like they're more willing to accept some of what Francis wanted the UFC to do, like maybe advocate for the fighters more and maybe provide health insurance or maybe see Bellator do some things for the MMA community that we've all been asking for for years, which would be nice. But these are all hopes and dreams as an MMA fan. This is where, like, Meter's answer was so good and so fun. I would love to see Francis Ngannou throwing around midgets, boxing Tyson Fury. But I would love to see him in Bellator. I feel like this one is a draw. Maybe we do need a rubber match with these guys. I don't know if I can call an actual winner. And I, I, I mean, it might be controversial. Hey, it can be controversial. This is the pit. I'm okay with fucking. I'll give a slight edge to Meter with how he's presented himself throughout this entire endeavor, having a shit camera. The thumbnails have been absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I still, yeah, just feel like it's a draw with those final answers. Ooh. I mean, come on, man. He's been flipping you off for five minutes now. <laughs> That's part of it, man. It just feels like an insult at this point that he hasn't changed the fucking thumbnail. But you right. know, but we're not we're not gonna we're not allowing a thumbnail to judge the winner or loser here. This is why I think it's a draw. Stone Cold Meter's answer that was great. The, the throwing midgets and boxing ties fear. I would love to see that. Oh yeah. I'm a huge, I'm a huge boxing fan as well. I would love to see. Francis, honestly, boxing, he can go box with Deontay Wilder. I'm excited for that. Because Deontay's got that little touch of death. Like, if Francis himself, the power, oh, man, that'd be an exciting fight. But I just don't think guy. Francis is technically sound enough at boxing that he's going to be able to beat any of these guys. So he's just making some money. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's just like Conor, it's just like any time you fight Conor McGregor in a boxing match. I mean, he's not a sound enough boxer to actually, you know, Make a whole lot, make a whole lot of noise. You're just using for that fucking name, and you know they both walk away with what half a billion fucking dollars. So right. Do the same thing with France. Well, not not at the same level, but you know it'd be so, it'd be, it'd mean, be a, it would be a significant dump trunk full of money. Getting back to the same vein, fucking yeah. house for that. Oh yeah, definitely. I fucking, he could probably pay for all of the food in his 
fucking native fucking country with one shit. boxing match. <laughs> yeah, you can create generational wealth with one fight for damn sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that but definitely. You know, Christian, I, Wakanda I'm forever fine with this. Rule it a draw. We got to come back and do this again at some point. Yeah, me and Jansen was just so goddamn fun, and then with Fresh saying Bellator, man, that's a possibility. That's realistic. And then are we if, getting the if Bellator gets him? We can, we can see everything that Meter was talking about. Bellator is going to let him do the midget toss. Bellator is going to let Francis Ngannou go box Tyson Fury. So yeah. let's go. <laughs> he said they've got the they've got the you know they've got the spotlight. They've got the resources. You know, they've I already see. got connections. True. I feel like this is turning into uh, the. The pit version of Davidson Figueroa and Brandon Moreno. <laughs> We're gonna get to see this a lot. I'm fucking here for it. Well, I mean, if that's what it calls for, that's how it's got to be. Sometimes. Yeah, I've only been in the pit. I've only been in the pit against Meter for the last five years. I don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> After the next match, I don't want to see Fresh again. Yeah. Fair enough. No. I'll- I'll take it. I'll take that fucking draw for damn sure. So thank you very much, Fresh O3, for your time and your competition this evening. Always appreciated oh. having you a part of the show here. It's always a pleasure, man. So if you folks enjoyed the shenanigans we get up to around here, cameras be damned. Uh, first and foremost, every Thursday night, there is an event to talk about. You will find us 930-ish Central Time on YouTube.com slash I'm No Joe doing the damn thing here live on the YouTubes. Um, YouTube playing nicely. I will try to be getting the all audio version over on anchor.fm slash I'm No Joe up on Saturdays before the fight. So you guys can listen to the show in case you miss it live. YouTube did not play nice this week. So it did go up again today. Like normal worst case scenario, they will always go up the week after they air live on YouTube over on anchor.fm. Uh, if you appreciate and like what we get up to around here, please make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you are picking this up on. Make sure you are subscribed. Your notifications are turned on. And if you like it, give us a thumbs up. If you'd like to help what we do around here, the best way to do that, patreon.com slash I'm no Joe for as little as $1 a month. You get your name as a thank you at the end of every broadcast on this channel and you get access to unaired and literally unairable behind the scenes content that even only fans wouldn't let us keep posted. But Patreon is here for adults and for as little as a dollar, you get all the goodies and it helps us do what we do. On the other side of that coin, though, if you don't like what we get up to around here, first and foremost, what the fuck are you still doing this deep into a podcast you didn't enjoy? Give us a thumbs down and then go fuck yourself. We won't even dispute it. But that being said, this is not the end. Things don't end here tomorrow morning and pretty much every Friday morning over on Spreaker.com link in the description. The slow bake and contemplate podcast goes live with our brother Christian and Vin dog, the booty hog talking about all the fun things rattling in their brains. If you want to get a hold of him after the show, Instagram.com slash slow bake 420 link down in the description. Man, the fun doesn't stop there, you know. You get on Wednesday night around what nine o'clock, nine thirty, about the same time. Which one's for sure? Let's let's get it for sure. Nine o'clock. Okay, so a little earlier than the show. So we we'll get it done earlier so that people can go to bed. It's the middle of the week. People got kids, got work, right? So, but you ever got free time? You're into the vapes. You just want to chill, have a good time. Hit up the brother TJ's channel. 
the Fogged Up Fairway. Make sure you tune into a show around 9 o'clock Central Time every Wednesday night. The fun doesn't fucking stop just because the weekend's over. Oh, damn right. Thanks, man. I'm going to do some double duty here. Um, first and foremost, fresh good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, brother. For anybody who's not aware, uh, Fresh does host his own show as well. Saturdays, uh, what is it? Noon Central, 10 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Pacific. 10 a.m. Pacific. YouTube.com slash Fresh03. Get on over there, get all your DIY mixing in and enjoy some good company and a whole lot of wonderful banter going on over there on Saturdays. A lot of shit talking. That's right. A lot of shit talking. And if you're lucky, you might catch some eye contact. Man, second part of this double duty tonight, uh, we're going to pull here. If you want more of what the meter actually does, go to Linktree slash the meter does many things. You'll have links to the podcast, Instagram, and the Facebooks, the fucking other YouTube channel there. All of those, linktree.com slash not dot com. Jesus fucking Christ. Every goddamn week. One of these weeks, I will not say linktree.com. I swear to fucking Christ. One time. Yeah, so linktree slash the meter does many things. One week, I will go without saying that, but I'm so used to saying dot com after every fucking thing. Goddamn you, internet. You're a piece of shit. It's all good. The wonderful thing about all of those confusing ass links is that if you look down in the description of all of our videos, all of our links and all the links relevant to the show are in the description on every video, just in case we flub them like we sometimes do, because we do this shit live. That being said, uh, first and foremost, thank you to each and every one of you, whether you are here live watching the shenanigans go down or you're catching this on a replay, we appreciate you just the same. That being said, we are going to call that all for this particular episode. So remember, boys and girls, until next time, don't let ignorance stop you. You can root for anything unless you somehow think your Corvette garage is a secure bunker. Bye.